Our scripture lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. But before I read that to you, I invite you to bow your heads and join me in prayer. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we come to you now with open hearts, hopeful to hear your word. We pray by the grace of your Spirit that the words we hear and the thoughts of our hearts will lead us to your will for all of us as your church and for each of us as your children. Dear God, we love you. We thank you for your love. Amen. So again, Luke chapter 19, beginning with verse 1. He entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and said, He has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because he too is the son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. If you grew up in the state of Florida, you are probably familiar with the name Ponce de Leon. Juan Ponce de Leon was a Spanish explorer, a conquistador who was sent out by the king of Spain to go and conquer the world, to go and find gold and riches, and not only conquer them for Spain, but really to conquer them for himself. And that's what he did. He went to the ends of the earth in search of gold, in search of power, in search of wealth for himself. And he eventually came right here to the land that we call Florida. He was one of the first European explorers to step foot on the, the ground, the, the state that we call Florida. We also know that after he died, a legend grew about Ponce de Leon. This legend that he was searching for something else besides gold and wealth. He was searching for this fountain of youth, this magic pool where you could bathe in it and you could drink the water and it would have healing powers that would help you live forever and ever. Now, whether that was legend or whether that was true or not, we know that Ponce de Leon never found that fountain of youth. He spent his entire life searching for gold, searching for something that he could never find. One other little factoid about Ponce de Leon is that he was known to be a very short man, maybe less than five feet tall. A short man who was always searching for gold, always searching for power, always searching for more, searching for meaning maybe that he could not find. That reminds me of the main character of our passage this morning, a wee little man named Zacchaeus. Now, if you grew up in the church, you've heard about Zacchaeus before. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. You probably sang that song. Maybe if you're like me, you played with those felt boards when you were a child in Sunday school and you had the tree and you pretended that Zacchaeus was climbing up that tree. But the story of Zacchaeus is one that we know fairly well. Zacchaeus was a, a, a man who was the chief tax collector in the city of Jericho. And we know that he was a very wealthy man, and we know that he was a, a fairly short man. That's what we know about him, because he was a tax collector. He gained all this wealth and all of this power 
But that also means he was probably very much disliked by the Jewish people around him. We talked about tax collectors before. Tax collectors were thought to be sinners to the Jewish people because, number one, they worked with the Roman Empire. They worked with the Romans not only to collect those taxes, but those Romans were the the oppressors of the Jewish people, and so they didn't like anyone who partnered with the Romans. And also, those tax collectors were known to kind of raise those taxes from time to time to take a little money and line their own pockets, which is why people like Zacchaeus were fairly wealthy. And so, even though he had all the wealth and the power in the city of Jericho, he probably was not liked very much. He was probably seen as unclean. Maybe even the chief tax collector could be called the chief sinner in town. And I imagine Zacchaeus was was still, even though he had this money and had this power, he was still searching for something. He knew that there was something missing in his life. There was something that needed to be different about the life that he was living. That's what led him out on that day, to go out into the street and try to see this man named Jesus. He knew that just something needed to be different. And maybe Jesus had the answer for that. Maybe you all have felt that way at some point in your life. I know there have been different times in my life where I've felt that way, where I just knew something was not quite right. Something in the world, the way the world worked, needed to be different, or maybe something in my own life needed to be different. I was talking to a couple of uh, parents from our preschool uh, this past week, and we were talking about all of the things that they would normally be doing during the month of May, or the month of mayhem, as they called it. There was a big long list of things. They would be helping their children study for exams, helping their children get ready for standardized tests. They would be getting things ready, gifts ready for their teachers for teacher appreciation. They would be trying to put together last minute trips for Memorial Day weekend, putting together their schedule for the entire summer to make sure they had childcare all throughout the summer. They would be racing from baseball practice to swim team practice and lots of other practices. Their, Their spouses were probably working 12 hours a day, not at home, so they barely got to see each other, racing around in all kinds of different directions. And as they told me this litany, this list of all the things they had to do, one of them stopped and said, you know, it's really just too much. I mean, I want things to go back to normal, don't get me wrong, but when they do go back to normal, I hope things are different. We all have that moment maybe in our lives where we realize something's not quite right. Something is missing. The something that we're searching for, we just can't find. And I think that's what was going on with Zacchaeus. He knew something needed to be different in his life. That meaning and that purpose that he was searching for all his life through money and wealth, power, he just couldn't find. And so he heard that Jesus of Nazareth was coming to Jericho, and he knew that this was a person who supposedly sat down and ate with tax collectors and sinners. It'd be wonderful to see what this guy was like, and so he ran out into the street to see him. And while he was there, of course, he got there a little bit late, and so all of the people were standing in front of him. He couldn't see over the crowd, and so he looked down the street where the way that Jesus was going, and he saw children climbing up in the trees. And even though he was the chief tax collector, he knew I could climb up in that tree and I could see Jesus. And so he ran down the the street with those children and climbed up the tree and looked down and he saw Jesus, the one he had been searching for. But in that moment, surprise, surprise, what Zacchaeus discovered was that Jesus had actually been searching for him. Jesus called out to the tree, Zacchaeus, come down, for I'm going to your house today. 
Now, the Scripture tells us that Zacchaeus was quite happy and ready to see Jesus, but I have to believe in that first moment when he heard his name called, Zacchaeus had to be just a little bit scared. He probably thought, "Uh uh-oh, something in my life is about to change. That reminds me of a story that John Buchanan shared years ago when he was a pastor in Chicago. He was baptizing a child, a four-year-old girl, and it was a wonderful day. Family had come from everywhere. They had all gathered around to celebrate this baptism, and he put the water on the child's head, and he said those words that we always share, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and now you belong to Jesus Christ. And when he said those words, the little girl looked out at her family and said, uh-oh. I bet Zacchaeus felt that way. Uh-oh. He's calling me. Maybe we feel that way sometimes because we know that Jesus Christ has called each and every one of us, but if we're going to choose to follow Jesus Christ, then that means something has to be different. We have to live our lives in a different way. We can't continue to live our lives the way we want to. We have to follow Jesus and live our lives the way Jesus Christ calls us to live. But for some reason, even though it was scary, even though it was a leap of faith, that's what Zacchaeus decided to do. Zacchaeus decided to follow Jesus, to give up a lot of his money, to pay back those people he had cheated Because for some reason, what he had been looking for was found right there with Jesus Christ. And I think what it was, was that Jesus Christ had been searching for him. For all the searching that Zacchaeus had been doing all throughout his life, it was the fact that Jesus had been searching for him, wanting to eat with him, wanting to break bread with him and be in community with him. That's what Zacchaeus had been looking for all along. This community that he didn't have with anybody else. That he had betrayed all of his friends, all of his neighbors, but Jesus Christ accepted him and called him to a new way of life. And I imagine if he knew the hymn, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, that we're going to share later this morning, he probably would have sang those words, Jesus sought me when a stranger, wandering from the fold of God. Jesus searched for him, wanted to be with him, wanted to welcome him into the family of faith as a child of God. And that's what Zacchaeus needed. Of course, that means our lives have to be different. We have to start putting our neighbors ahead of our own wants and our own desires. We have to put God's will above our own will. But when we do that, we might discover that that meaning and that purpose that we've been searching for all of our lives has been right there all along. Years ago, I heard a story from the minister at Central Presbyterian Church in downtown Atlanta. He told me this beautiful little story about a homeless man who he worked with there in Atlanta. It was a man named Willis who had been coming to the church time and time again. It's a downtown church, and so there were lots of homeless folks who lived around, but This particular man named Willis was a very sweet man. He had some mental disabilities, and so he almost had a 
the disposition like a child, and, and he endeared himself to the church, and people loved him. And one day Willis came up and decided he, he wanted to be baptized, and he asked the minister if he could be baptized. And the minister thought for a minute and said, you know, this would be a powerful example for our congregation. And so they went to the session, and they went through all the proper Presbyterian channels, and they decided to baptize him and worship the next week. And it was a glorious day. Willis came forward. He had members of the church who sponsored him, and, and the minister put the water on Willis's head and said those words, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And Willis looked out at the congregation and said, oh, that feels so good. And everybody applauded. They all felt so good. And later that week, that Presbyterian minister was sitting with a group of his colleagues, other ministers from the downtown churches, and he decided to share the story about this homeless man that they had welcomed into their church and had, had baptized him, and what a beautiful, wonderful day it was. And as he was sharing that story, one of the other ministers from the other churches raised his hand and said, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but is his name Willis? In that moment, Presbyterian minister realized that maybe Willis had gone to some of the other churches too. That minister said, yeah, in fact, we baptized Willis last year in our church, and we've been wondering where he is. And a few of the ministers chuckled and said, yeah, Willis has been to our church too. I think we've baptized him before. And they all laughed while the Presbyterian minister felt kind of embarrassed, you know. We don't baptize people more than once, and, and so he felt like he had been bamboozled a little bit by Willis. But there in that meeting of Presbyterian and Methodist and Catholic ministers, one of the Catholic priests put his arm around the Presbyterian minister and said, you know, there's no reason to be embarrassed. We have something that we can learn from Willis. For all that we do in our life, for all the ways that we try to pursue our own meaning and our own purpose, Willis found meaning right here with us. Finding a place where he belonged. Finding a community of faith where he meant something because he was a child of God where we're all searching for meaning in all the places around us in the world, Willis found meaning right here in the waters of baptism. Where we're searching for maybe the fountain of youth. Willis teaches us that all the meaning we need is found in the water of life. This day and every day, we are called to change our lives, to make our lives different by following Jesus Christ. Jesus has been searching for us and calling us by name. And now it's our turn to answer. So come thou fount of every blessing. Tune our hearts to sing thy grace. To the glory of God. Amen.